Hi, my name's Nicole. I have been uh, working with Rachel for the past several months. And I would just say, you know, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's natural at what she does. She gives you, you know, advice that I think you can use every single day. She's super real, leads you down the right path. Um, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, her skin camp is exceptional for anyone that wants to take a bit of a deeper dive. It's like being in the bathroom with Rachel. She guides you through everything. She's super passionate about it. You have the ability to watch it over again. Um, by far worth all the investment. I go back to it all the time for reference. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode right here on the Rachel Varga Podcast. I'm beyond thrilled to have you hanging out with me here on the show. In today's show, I am going to be talking to you about how important it is if you are considering receiving medical aesthetics rejuvenation to maintain a level of low toxicity so that you can better tolerate your rejuvenation. And the reason why this is so important for you to know about is I actually am part of a huge community within my my health community of teachers that help people overcome things like breast implant illness. And in my experience as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist, I've done over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. And there were always this subset of patients that I would work with that seemed to just have unusual side effects or they just wouldn't feel great after having some type of laser or injectable or body contouring or surgery or for example, breast implants. What is this common theme in those that just don't seem to handle rejuvenation as well as others? And what this comes down to is two things that I'm going to talk about here in the show. First of all, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do so. And also, if you haven't yet booked a one-on-one session with me or joined my skin camp, Fall Skin Camp starts again this weekend. Early bird registration is happening. Head on over to rachelvarga.ca or jump straight to the show notes of this episode to learn more. When it comes to the two things that are these really important factors that in my experience determine if someone is going to be a good candidate for rejuvenation or if they're going to have an optimal outcome because that's what I write in my academic research papers is optimal outcomes for eye rejuvenation or jawline rejuvenation or the optimal rejuvenation algorithm in general. You can find my research papers at rachelvarga.ca research. And a couple of them are open source and go ahead and read them. I think you'll find them really interesting. But what I've been sprinkling in my most recent academic papers is this concept of selecting the right candidate for certain procedures and making sure that every time 
that anyone is working with someone that they're asking certain questions like, do you have any underlying autoimmune conditions? Or how are you feeling today? Something as simple as doing a good faith health exam before each and every session is really important. So a number of you listening are fellow doctors and nurses and aesthetic practitioners, which is great. So there's gonna be lots of little tidbits of insight for you in today's show. And then a number of you, actually most of you listening are on the receiving end of the rejuvenation. And what we talk about here on the show is not medical advice, it's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. The reason why I think it's so important to share this information is simply because I am hearing a little bit more chatter in the background of more and more people having issues with in-clinic rejuvenation. And there are a couple of reasons why. Either someone's toxic and they do one rejuvenation procedure, it tips over that toxic bucket, then they have symptoms arise like eczema or psoriasis or feeling unwell or blurred vision or nodules or even granulomas from certain facial dermal fillers. So there's that to consider. And that can sometimes creep up if there's just underlying toxicity and then you add one thing to the mix, it tips over that toxic bucket and boom, you got an issue. The other component is if there's underlying autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, like Lyme's disease, or other types of autoimmune condition like a tendency to experience things like eczema or psoriasis. If any of these are kind of in your sphere, and happening within your body, then it can be important to possibly consider alternatives to in-clinic rejuvenation and maybe bolstering up your at-home care. And when I spoke to this concept of doing the heavy lifting at home in my recent journal in the UK, Journal of Aesthetic Nursing, I speak to this concept of the optimal rejuvenation algorithm. And doing the heavy lifting at home with your skincare, with your at-home peels, with your at-home dermal rolling, taking certain hair, skin, nail supplements, basically everything you can find on my e-store at rachelvarga.ca are all of my favorite things. And I'm literally looking at my wall of inventory. I don't even want to say publicly just like how much stock I have but it is insane. I've got everything you could possibly need from about 15 of the best brands in the world for clean hair care, clean but still effective and for mature skin needs, skincare, third-party independent lab tested supplements, grooming supplies, makeup, and much, much more. It's kind of like all in one spot, as well as some of your personal care products. And I've even added some baby products like baby creams, washes, hand washes, toothpaste, deodorants, because all of you are asking me, Rachel, what do you use? And the reason why this is so important is because every single product you use throughout the day could be either adding to your toxicity or helping you to detox. And that's where biohacking comes in. So the art and science of hacking your environment to support your biology. That's why I preach from the mountaintops, using air purifiers, drinking reverse osmosis purified water. Your Brita is not gonna going to cut it or the purifier in your fridge. So don't get on a consultation with me and tell me that because I gotta give you some tough love and say you gotta do reverse osmosis and then maybe add in hydrogen or structured water, but that's some pretty advanced stuff. So air, water, lighting, 
electromagnetics, and regular detoxing. When you just sort of have this stuff set up in your home or your office, you're not even going to think about it anymore. So for myself, I also sleep in electromagnetic protective clothing and blankets. I'm rocking my EMF pants right now while I work. And also um, one of my blankets, I can actually plug into a grounding outlet and I'm actually grounding while I'm sleeping and shrouding myself from electromagnetics and allowing my blood to ground and flow and give all of my organs and tissues the ideal blood flow because I'm supporting my red blood cells through healthy grounding electromagnetic interactions. And then of course, detoxing. So cleansing, getting rid of yeast, fungi, toxins, organisms, parasites, they're all huge. And I really do think that we're going to actually see even more side effects with medical aesthetics simply because the general population is exposed to so many toxins now than they ever have been. And the reason I know this to be true is because I look at statistics, I have a scoured, I know I've mentioned this a number of times, but between the years of 20, like 16 to 2019, the deaths of unknown cause as for stats Canada and Canada remained pretty steady, but then it doubled from 2019 to 2020. So these were deaths of unknown cause. And what I would attribute that to is just our environment. And that's a statistic that is publicly readily available. It's on the public record. And yes, I did need, I did also even seek confirmation that that statistic, AKA what we call a signal in the scientific research world, we look for signals and this is a signal. So we are seeing the signals of greater toxicity impacting the population and even leading to increased mortality. And that was before COVID. That was before any type of experimental procedure was rolled out. So that's related to air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, food quality, water quality, stress, all of this stuff. The other thing that I think is a third component, if you are considering rejuvenation or kind of trying to screen people, see if they're good candidates or not, is how stressed out they are. I have seen people be a little bit more sensitive to pain and have slower healing if, say, they just got off a flight, they just came back from this place or that place, they've been a little stressed, they haven't slept well the night before, or they've been watching the news a lot. And it's really actually sad to see when I work with clients and they wake up and they start their day with news and they show up in the chair and they're just kind of like this interesting shell of a human and they're just, I can tell they're stressed out. They've been in high beta all morning, but they think they're doing a good thing by checking in on what's going on in the world and keeping tabs on what's happening on the other side of the planet. Now, never in the history of humanity have we had the ability to psychologically have this amount of information literally be dumped in our brains all the time. We pick up our cell phone, we open our laptops, and it's just like information vomit coming at us. And we're not really able to screen or discern uh, what something is worth paying attention to. It's just like, it's just boom. It's just there in your awareness. And I think that this cognitive impact, body, mind, spirit, energy detoxification, I think the cognitive mental aspect does really play into hormone irregularities, cortisol heightening, and then you're having less of, say, oxytocin 
being performed or produced in the body. And there's all these cascades of offense that lead to being more stressed out and also impacting your hormones and accelerated aging. So there's the toxicity component, the autoimmune component, and the stress component, I think are really huge in having a negative impact on a rejuvenation outcome. So if you're thinking about getting something done, I really want you to pay attention to how you feel leading up to your appointment and then also what you're doing afterwards. So it's kind of an extension between the pre and the post stuff. So the really easy to remember pre-rejuvenation is to avoid blood thinners. I mean, if it's okay, if if you're not, if you're like on prescription aspirin or blood thinners, obviously you're going to need to stay on those. So this isn't medical advice. This is educational information only. Think you have a medical condition. You must seek the guidance of a licensed physician and check with your physician before discontinuing anything like that. But generally speaking, you're going to want to avoid blood thinners like aspirin, ibuprofen, even just one cocktail the night before. That's really important to limit. And even multivitamins or omegas because there's usually omegas and vitamin E in multivitamins that you might not think about that are going to uh, thin your blood and potentially turn you into a leaky faucet with certain facial injectables or elicit more redness and swelling with certain laser rejuvenation options. So definitely you want to avoid your blood thinners. And then you also want to keep your stress down leading up to anything. And also you want to make sure that you're feeling well. So if you're kind of on the brink of getting sick or you've been a little bit run down and stressed out lately, now is not the time to then add a degree of healing onto your body that's kind of already trying to heal from some type of pathogen. And what's really prompting me to say this is the other day I was scrolling social media, which I don't like to do. I don't even like social media, but Sometimes there's some relevant things for me to notice to then share on the show here. Yes, I appreciate that. There's this very beautiful woman. Well, I think she used to be beautiful, but she was just so incredibly overdone and swollen and puffy looking that I think she actually looks quite terrible. And I even showed my husband the photo of her and just his face was just like mortified. But I could tell that maybe before having any rejuvenation, she looked really good. And she had quite a petite frame. She was styled pretty fun. Uh, she's wearing like leather jacket, a bunch of jewelry. But her face was so overdone and puffy and swollen. Like something was going on. Her cheeks looked insanely swollen. Her eyes looked swollen and very small. Her lips were just enormous. And it was obvious that some of the filler that was placed in her lips had migrated. And we actually see this a lot with filler uh, migration and she could not move her face to save her life. So I'm kind of observing this. So when I look at her, I can tell that she's probably had some fresh neurotoxins like Botox to soften and relax her facial muscles, which I do have an opinion on Botox and neurotoxins. Um, That's something that I talk about in my academic research papers because there there are different options uh, on the market for neuromodulators. Some are cleaner than others. Some are like a firm hold hairspray. Some are like a soft hold hairspray. They do have nuances to them and I have been able to publish that information so I can speak to it here. Um, So for me looking at her, it was really obvious she probably just recently had some work done. But then she was talking about how she's had such a hard time. She's been going through health struggles and health blips. So here's the thing. Sometimes 
we are seeking rejuvenation to help us feel better. If we've gone through a breakup, if we've gone through a health blip, and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we think, oh gosh, I do not look as good as I know I can look, maybe it's time to do some rejuvenation. I'm gonna be the first to tell you to hold off until you're feeling well. Because I think what was happening with this woman is she was having some side effects. She was having swelling, her fillers probably swelled like 25 to 50% more than the volume that was probably placed before. Or she just went to an injector that was really bad and just completely overfilled her face with fillers and also just way too much neurotoxin and she couldn't move her face at all. And it was really distracting to me. So when too much of a good thing is done, it can be too much of a good thing. And it can actually start to look really terrible. Someone who's a prime example of what I'm talking about that's had rejuvenation that was otherwise very beautiful, and you can just tell they're either really sick or they're having side effects, is actually Gwen Stefani in a recent Jimmy Kimmel interview. And it's really sad to see this because she's traditionally someone who's really pretty. And... Upon further investigation, some of these celebrities that I'm just noticing are having issues with their faces, especially as of recent. And I do have some, um, I postulate some reasons for why people are having um, more rejuvenation issues at a bit of a faster rate, at a higher rate than previous, uh, but that's a whole other topic. But Sometimes I'll notice that these certain celebrities like Gwen Stefani and other people are part of these really interesting social circles that actually do some not so good things. So sometimes it's almost like celebrities sell their soul to then get all this fame in the world. Now, this is the spiritual and energetic component to being beautiful and radiant. Perhaps, just perhaps, they do all these brand deals and all these meetings behind closed doors and perhaps they get an initial benefit of more money or more beauty. But then what happens is maybe it starts to catch up with them and then they start to have some issues. So I'm not only talking about the physical aspects of the body, I'm not only talking about the mental aspects of being stressed out, but I'm also talking about the spiritual and energetic aspects of beauty. And if you're not spiritually or energetically right, then that's going to have an impact on your mind and also your body. So everything is really connected. If we think of Stephen Hawking, for example, brilliant astrophysicist who had ALS. So his body was wavering him, but his mind and his spirit and his energy was just off the charts. So body plus mind plus spirit plus energy equals whole human. And if one of those other areas, like for example, his body is dialed down, he's going to be increasing the other aspects of his mind, spirit, and energy in order to make up composing a whole human. And this is what's called Le Chatelier's principle in the chemistry world, is that when you have a reaction, bunch of reactants then creating a product in equilibrium, if one of the reactants goes down, Basically, that equation of products and reactants and equilibrium, there will be equilibrium reestablished to make up for, say, less of one reactant. Other reactants are going to be pulled from different enzymatic reactions and all these things. We see this in the body. The body has this beautiful ability to want to restore balance, and it will do so in such a way. 
So very interesting component. When you look at Hollywood and you look at celebrities that previously have done really well, and then you can just see that they're not looking healthy. There's something weird, like they say weird things in interviews. I'm sure you're sort of picking up when I'm laying down, but I really do think that um, we're gonna see a lot more of this. And just I think having the ability to recognize and notice this, all of these people that are just striving to look a certain way and it's making them sick or they're getting things done when they're not in the right mindset, they're not in the right physical form to actually handle the healing process that's required with these procedures, they're gonna have issues. And I'll be the first to tell you, the last time I had dermal fillers, I actually had my HRV completely tank and bottom out, which I thought was very interesting because I actually felt pretty good, but it's very strange that my HRV, heart rate variability, which is something that you can track through the Oura Ring or the Eight Sleep mattress cover or the Whoop Band or other things, and I am gonna give you a little bit of a warning on some of these biohacking trackers because I think that this is worthwhile for you to know about. But I thought that was really interesting um, that my HRV was actually negatively impacted by a rejuvenation procedure. So for myself as an observer, as a researcher, I really noticed these things and I've never heard anybody else in the medical aesthetics biohacking space talk about this. And I've actually shared this in a couple of interviews with certain communities that focus on non-toxic beauty and non-toxic rejuvenation actually sharing this because if you, yeah, if, if you're just kind of run down or you have underlying autoimmune stuff, don't get rejuvenation, delay it. Just call your practitioner and say, sorry, I need to rebook until I'm feeling a little bit better. Some clinics are gonna say, oh great, you're gonna rebook. And they're probably not gonna be very nice to you or about it. <laughs> or if you go to someone who understands the functional side of things, they're gonna say, I'm so glad that you let me know. Yes, let's rebook you when you're feeling better. So I just want you to notice if say you go to a clinic and you receive one or two of those responses. Because at the end of the day, a lot of clinics have been bought by corporate conglomerates. And the bottom line for these corporate run clinics is the money. It's not, oh my gosh, okay, we're seeing more side effects of certain things. Maybe we should change things up. Maybe we should better screen people. Maybe we should be using different products. That's not the conversation that's typically being had in these corporate clinics. And I know this because I got a lot of friends on the inside, <laughs> a lot. And you deserve to know this. If you're taking the time to spend time with me here on the Rachel Barker podcast, you're a highly discerning, high vibe, radiant human on a path to becoming even more high vibe, radiant, but you still want to do rejuvenation, you deserve to know this, okay? You also deserve to know that not every answer to your skin question is going to be just at home or just in clinic, but I'm telling you, on my personal journey with biohacking, with really working at daily, making decisions to purify my body, mind, spirit, energy, to use good products, to do dermal rolling, to do at-home peels, has made an enormous difference in my life where I can get away with way less in clinic rejuvenation than I ever have. And my skin actually looks better than I would say it did 10 years ago. 
fewer breakouts, less pigmentation, actually fewer fine lines and wrinkles. My skin is more glassy. And this is exactly what I teach, right? If you book a one-on-one with me, I'm going to go through what I think you should be doing at home and in the clinic with ongoing guidance and the skin camp programs, which fallskincamp.com happening now this weekend round two of fall skin camp begins you are invited to join if you missed the last one i am doing a second round of fall skin camp and if you register early you're going to save about a hundred dollars on your registration so go to fallskincamp.com register now there's early bird regular and also vip pricing so you are warmly invited so the next thing i want to just jump to is this concept of also transhumanism and It's kind of an interesting topic for me to approach, but I think it's really relevant. And I think it's very relevant uh, simply because I had a producer from Dr. Phil reach out to me. She said, hello, Rachel, I came across your content on YouTube. I see you're a biohacker. There's not many women in the biohacking space. I'd love to know your thoughts on RFID implant chips. And I emailed her back. I said, perfect. Yes, I'm writing a paper on EMFs in the skin. I'd love to meet. I definitely have some things I can share. And then we met. um, She recorded the session. And now I've been added to an expert panelist for the Dr. Phil show. But what that taught me was that even these very mainstream shows are starting to approach the conversation of transhumanism. And transhumanism is basically the combining of biology with technology. And in places like in Europe and the UK, I've come across a couple of people who have actually already installed RFID chips in their hands. So what that does is puts a chip in your hand that's about the size of a rice, a grain of rice, and it's RFID chip. So it's radio frequency identifying chip. And you can then wave your hand over a point of sale so you don't have to take out your card or anything like that. It could actually track your biometric health data, send it to an app or program and all this stuff. But the issue with the RFID chip is that it's always sending and receiving signal. So similarly to wearing an aura ring that isn't on airplane mode or using different biohacking trackers that you're not able to turn the uh, Bluetooth off, you're constantly getting inundated with signals. That's why I'm not a fan of those Bluetooth AirPods or any type of Bluetooth speaker in your phone. In fact, I highly recommend you start to seriously limit your electromagnetic exposure because of the uh, very clear scientific impacts on the blood. And we can see the impacts of EMFs on the blood even with just five minutes on your phone through live blood cell analysis, you can actually see the shape of the red blood cell change after just five minutes on your phone. So if you're walking around with your purse and with your hat, with your phone in your purse, or you have like a smartwatch, you're literally constantly messing with the electromagnetics of your blood. So your skin won't get good blood flow. Your brain won't get good blood flow and you're going to become less able to move toxins and metabolic waste products from the different organs and tissues in your body to then be excreted through your liver and kidneys. So there's a lot of skin impacts that you can see, like skin redness, dry dry eyes, things like that. That's pretty, that's pretty mainstream stuff on PubMed. You can easily find that. 
but it's the blood. And there's been some really interesting papers published actually just this year on this topic that actually went through the peer review process six times. So every time a paper goes through the peer review process, it you get feedback, you have to clarify this reference, you have to add this reference, you have to tweak this, tweak that. And usually when I submit a paper, it'll go through one round of the peer review process, but this one went through six. And that's Dr. Beverly Rubik's work. R-U-B-I-K. You can find some of her stuff on uh, Rumble and BitChute. She's a great speaker. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that the EMF stuff, RFID chip stuff, the Bluetooth is really the smoking of our generation. So if you want great skin, if you want your brain to function well, if you want to have happy, healthy, balanced hormones, if you want to slow your cellular aging, this is a huge part. So the issue that I have with this concept of transhumanism is that there's always going to be this tech installed that's constantly sending and receiving data. Now, the other component to that is the data situation. Where is your data going? Even if you're a good person, you don't do anything wrong in your life, you got nothing to hide, your data is still valuable and sold to the highest bidder so that they can then, companies can buy it and then retarget to you products that they want you to buy that could be in your highest good or not in your highest good. So there's always kind of that, that duality, good and bad kind of thing. But the issue that I foresee with a lot of these health trackers sending your data and all this stuff is what's happening actually with these third-party auction websites. And one of them in particular, it starts with an A and it ends with an N. And they've actually created their own private label supplements. And the issue with that line is that it's not third-party independent lab tested. They claim to do their own internal lab testing, which is just like ripe for conflicts of interest. Uh, so there's that. But the thing about this company that starts with an A and ends with an N is that if they're already making white label supplements and they're in the business of getting people packages, what's to say that when you are, say, using your O-ring or your smartwatch or your Whoop Band or whatever, um, or like on your Apple smartphone, the Apple Health or whatever, it's then going to notice that, oh, you've had a bad sleep or your HRV is low. Here, here's a melatonin supplement to help you sleep better tonight. Drop ship to your front door for you to take that night. So you can see how there's a component of quote unquote, it's good for your health, but then they're on the flip side, here's some stuff to buy to make it better. Um, so that's just one warning that I have for you. And my mom was on the show recently. She said something that was really interesting that I'm a bit of ahead of the curve. So sometimes if I say things, it might just seem a little, you know, out there, but I do have a pretty good track record of thinking about things from a more observer scientific standpoint, postulating things. And I mean, I'm not always right, but there's definitely things that I have done, right? <laughs> Such as starting Zoom calls in 2017 when people were like, what the heck? Why are you talking to this person about their skin from the other side of the planet? What are you doing? So just, just so you know, I do kind of think about things a little bit differently. All right, so I hope that this was an interesting episode. I spoke about pre and post recovery tips to only receive rejuvenation when you're feeling well. 
Um, if you have underlying autoimmune stuff or you can just kind of tell your, your toxicity bucket's a little full, you're feeling a little under the weather, that's a time to delay rejuvenation so that that one woman on social media who looked super puffy and unhealthy and inflamed so that you don't look like that. You can have rejuvenation done in a way that just looks gorgeous. It's just done in a way to restore some of the lost volume or to soften and lift aspects of the face like the eyebrows and the jawline. Trust me, they can be done in a really great way. And if you join my newsletter at rachelvarga.ca, I'm actually going to send you some of my before and after photos of me working my face magic. That's really exciting. So I encourage you to start to think about rejuvenation in a different way than maybe you have been taught to think about it. By focusing on your at-home skincare, your dermal rolling, your peels, healthy living, add the biohacking, do the heavy lifting first, and then look at the in-clinic rejuvenation. And if you're ever not feeling great, I recommend you simply delay your appointment and do things when you're feeling well or maybe this was just that little niggle that you needed to hear because you do have an underlying health condition and you do seek out rejuvenation routinely but maybe this last time you had it done you just didn't feel great afterwards or you just have a funny feeling about carrying on this could be that little check for you to make with yourself and if you're a practitioner i'm sure that you will have found this very interesting there's a big link between the skin and the brain. So if there are things happening with the brain, like Sebderm, Dr. Joseph Uman was just on the show. He's a neurologist. He was saying that when things like that, like skin lesions are presenting themselves, there's also a tie to brain lesions and even Parkinson's. So that was a really interesting conversation and aha moment for me to just mention to you, if you're having brain fog or things like that, and you're also having skin issues, there is actually a link and it's not just all in your head, no pun intended, it's also on your skin. Okay, sorry, that was actually kind of a brilliant joke. Um, the other thing to watch out for is if you are wearing the Aura Ring, do make sure you keep it on airplane mode and be sure to sleep in EMF protective clothing and blankets, especially as we move into the more fall winter months. Uh, it can be more difficult to get outside and be barefoot and ground. So you can actually use uh, grounding blankets and shroud yourself uh, to protect yourself from EMFs too. But just kind of planting these breadcrumbs for you to be really aware of some of the tech that is probably going to be released within the next couple of months. It's already being released in other parts of the world right now pertaining to things like RFID chips. Things are always going to be sold to you as being more convenient or for your health. And if you are ever just having second thoughts about something or just something inside of you is like, oh, this isn't quite right. I just want to wait and see. There is absolutely nothing wrong with taking that approach. And to be totally honest with you, this is an approach I've always taken in my medical aesthetics career. Having done over 20,000 procedures since 2011, and of course now I teach and write papers on this stuff, but I never, ever, ever used a brand new facial injectable that hadn't been on the market for seven to eight years because things happen and you don't know the things that are gonna happen until it's been approved and then it's been used on the general population. That seven to eight year rule is really something that has allowed me to function as a very conservative practitioner to not harm people and 
as opposed to being like this cowboy practitioner that the latest and greatest, you know, facial injectable product, there's a brand new neurotoxin on the market that is said to last longer than some of the other neurotoxins. But again, it's brand new, right? It's, it's sure it's approved, but it's just starting to be rolled out on the general population. So in my experience, it's always the first or second generation or iteration of a product and also the procedure of how it's applied that needs to get optimized. And it takes about seven to eight years to get that right. So that's just quite simply what my past experience has taught me. And I'm just sharing this with you so that when you have these ads on social media, this, that, and the other thing, um, presenting you with brand new products or brand new procedures, I just want you to take a beat and just wait and not jump on the latest and greatest. You really want things to be around for a while so that we can truly understand the long-term health impacts. And this is huge in the space of medical aesthetics. All right, there we have it. That was a really fun pre-post, also slightly transhumanism-esque type of episode just to um, just create an awareness and plant those seeds when you start to hear things. Just always be a little bit skeptical. Being skeptical is a sign of intelligence. It's very different than being paranoid, but it's having that more researcher-based, observer-based perspective and just observe and notice things and don't jump the gun on anything. If you have any questions on which at-home and in-clinic rejuvenation options could be right for you, book your one-on-one call with me. Use promo code podcast15 at rachelvarga.ca. Join Fall Skin Camp right now. Doors are open. Early bird access has been made available. And we begin this weekend at fallskincamp.com. And stay tuned for something big, 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 big behind the scenes to help you become your most radiant version. I'm so excited. I'm just about ready to launch this. There's some really beautiful high vibe radiant energy with this program that I'm releasing. And it's very different than my one-on-one sessions and my skin camp sessions. It's really taking you behind the scenes of exactly what I have done to pull myself out of a bit of a funk here over the last two and a half years to have George call me up and say, hey, Rachel, you've been selected of one of six headliner speakers in Miami. You're going to be headlining with the biggest names in motivation, in biohacking and mindset. Can you make it? And my answer to George was, heck yes, I'm there. So I did not have too much time to get ready but I was able to invest time and money in things that really helped me have the confidence to perform on the world stage. And with my spin on it, with the skincare, the rejuvenation, and my inquisitive mind on what the heck is this radiance? What is radiance? What is it that allows someone to enter a room and have everybody notice and be drawn to not only the way that they look on the 3D level, their beauty, but their energy and be drawn to that. And the last few events that I've had the pleasure of going to, that's how I was received. I had people coming up to me and saying, oh, I saw you come in the room. I just, I had to come and talk to you or, oh my gosh, I was drawn to your energy. Hello, my name is. And what that allowed to happen for me was just my life 10X, be able to make wonderful connections and collaborations which is really satisfying to me and also very validating that I'm at the point where I can actually teach this concept of radiance, how to be radiant. So your one-on-one session with me is 
what to use exactly, skincare product-wise, grooming-wise, what to do at home, what to do in clinic with the plan. Skin camps, falseskincamp.com is where I take you into my washroom and actually show you how to do the tutorials of using your skincare, your makeup, healless hair care styling, organizing your biohacking, and also a pre and post skin rejuvenation recovery tips, as well as my dermal rolling demos. Now this next offering is teaching you how to be radiant, which has tremendous positive impacts in your personal and professional life to allow people to read you as being more warm and confident and trustworthy, and also on the flip side, allow you to read others' energy and help you to create your signature radiant energy. Uh, Because life is easier for beautiful people, but life is even more easy and filled with grace and ease for more beautiful, high vibe and radiant people. So very cool things that I've been working on behind the scenes that I know you're going to love. And you beautiful podcast listeners, friends, community members, you are going to get first dibs, special access, special savings. So stay tuned. If you also want to receive additional savings on all of the things that I offer, I've recently run some sales behind the scenes that if you're on my newsletter, you knew about. I didn't make those sales public, those promo codes and all of that. So be sure to join my newsletter at rachelvarga.ca. You'll see this cute pop up. And if you're wanting to download some of my free offerings, like my nine keys to slowing aging, which includes five keys to healthy skin and four easy to do biohacking steps, that's at rachelbarka.ca slash slow aging. Everything's in the show notes of this episode here. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm just sending all the good vibes to you and your loved ones. So many blessings and have a beautiful high vibe and radiant day. Make great decisions most of the time and just continue to focus on being your most purest version, body, mind, spirit, and energy. Start to do some of the biohacking stuff, air, water, lighting, electromagnetic detox. If you want to find my top biohacking products, go to my favorites page at rachelvarga.ca to at least get started. Have an amazing day, everybody. I love you so, so, so much. And thank you, Dylan, for messaging me. Dylan is a fellow practitioner. And Dylan said, I actually love it when you talk about ways to protect your energy. Because she's a practitioner herself. There's quite a few practitioners that are on the show, which is just a huge compliment. Thank you. Uh, But yes, protecting your energy. The number one way to protect your energy is to become so pure that you can tell when things are not in your highest good. Because when your body, mind, spirit, and energy are running beautifully, your intuition is going to be heightened. And you will be able to notice the contrast because your brain's working better, right? You're not going to have that brain fog that could potentially impair your decisions. They're not going to have parasites that are going to make you crave certain foods that are not good for you and all sorts of things. So stay high vibe, stay radiant. If you're listening to the show, well, clearly you are. There's no if. I should delete, delete. You are on the right track. And I love you.